Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, wow, this is, uh, I'm having a good time over here, y'all. <laughs> Um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, and especially for the past like month or so, you know that I've been doing this series. I'm calling it the very official, the sisterhood series. And, um, really this is all about just bringing you all as my listeners into the conversations that I'm having with my women in my life, like on a daily basis, quite frankly, like I just, I just had this realization recently where I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I was like looking for guests and I'm like, I don't need to like search around the world to find guests for my show. I'm like the golden conversations um, that I think that everyone can benefit from are literally happening right in front of me every freaking day. And so this is just my way of like letting you in. And it's like, um, it's such a win for me because I, I and then I, I think you all get value. I've been getting some good feedback that y'all are liking this. Um, but yeah, I just get to like catch up with my girlfriends and, um, and we get to model for you, like how you get to, how you can bring consciousness into sisterhood. So with that, um, I want to tell you about my guest today. I have my very good friend, Paige Wilhide, joining us. Hi, Paige. Hi, Kaylin. <laughs> I'm so thrilled always to be here in your presence. Uh, I always get so much out of our conversations. Oh, my gosh. I know. I was just, yeah, I got so present to that. Um, for my listeners out there, Paige and I and uh, our friend Evan and Vicky, we we all had like a little uh, an, a legit sisterhood slumber party this weekend. We sure did. I brought the stuffed animals. Yeah, Paige just <laughs> brought out all the things, and uh, yeah, we just had such a uh, such a beautiful time. Like you know, I don't get to see these women as often now in person. And so we have to like, really, you know, make, make it happen. And, uh, mm -hmm. it was so, um, I just got present town nourishing that like in-person sisterhood time is. Yeah. It's really, really special. Um, 
especially I think right now in our lives, we're all going through these really powerful transformations. Mm, Like I think mm -hmm. each of us individually has sort of stepped out on our own journeys. Like it's like we've each blossomed into different directions and then coming back to like the core juiciness of our sisterhood to, to bring what we've learned and to share our gifts and to connect with each other and, um, and to give reflections to each other. So yeah, it's really, it was really special that, that experience. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, you know, as you're saying that the thing I just get so present to is that, um, yeah, there's some, there's like a special nutrient that gets created when you're, in a group of women who are all transforming. Like, it's like, we're never, this is never going to end. It's not like, oh, we're just like getting there. I'm going to get somewhere. I'm done now. I'm cooked. And then (laughs) I'll just be, I'll just be chilling. I'll just be chilling low key. Y'all it's like, that's just not how it works. Um, (laughs) Although I think that when I first became a coach, there was a part of me that thought that's how it worked. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this program for a year and then I'll be done with my transformation journey and then I'll help other people. Oh, I think that's totally a phase in the trans. <laughs> like everybody goes through that. Everybody goes through the, oh, okay, this is the final program that I'm doing. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. And then I got to the end of that and they're like, okay, so now it's time for you to hire a coach and mm-hmm. put in some support structures. And I was like, wait, what? What the <laughs> fuck? What's this bait and switch? I don't think so. <laughs> what is this a pyramid scheme? Right. Uh, nope. And then I realized, oh, they're on to something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do need support, but yeah, there's something special about being in a group of women who are just like, okay, we're all committed to transformation, like a hundred percent of the time. And it can look a lot of different ways, but then the place we get to come back to is our sisterhood. Like that's the steady thing. Mm. Everything else <laughs> is like, okay, mm. you know, totally. anything can happen, but we're like, like committed coming back to the well, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. let's go out and about and be in our relationships and live our lives and build our businesses. But we have yeah. to come back to the well to get filled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. Well, um, I just want y'all to, you know, Paige and I are, we're just going to have a little like chat here. We actually got to catch up this weekend and I'm like, there's no shortage of things that I am still like, tell me more about this and that. And, uh, whatever wants to come through is just gonna, it's just going to come through. Um, what I'm just trying to pause for a second to see, uh, what I want to tell you all about Paige. Paige is, I mean, she's just a magical, magical unicorn of a human. You, you might've heard Mm -hmm. her on several other episodes. She's been on many episodes at this point with, with me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the thing that is one of the most special things about Paige is that she just creates like everything she creates is magical. And so I always joke with her. I'm like, you need to create a website that's called what is Paige making today? What is Paige creating today? (laughs) That's that's the brand. (laughs) 
you know, because she just has so many, uh, so many ideas that like flow through her and they're all full of life and they just have her like special flavor of like sparkle all over them. Mm. And, uh, yeah, when you look into Paige's eyes, you just, uh, feel like magic and serenity. Oh, <laughs> wow. I, I, I have no words that just like really hit my heart. Thank you. Mm. You're welcome. <sighs> I, I feel, I feel very seen in that reflection. I I'm like, mm. yeah, that's, that feels so me. That's so true. You see me. <laughs> Oh, I see you, babe. I see you. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, you know, I think the way that you have, I've just seen you over the last number of years, like look at different parts of your life, you know, especially like in your business and say, okay, here's the, this thing. Oh, that's no longer aligned. This thing wants to come through. Okay. I'm going to take a chance. Oh, that thing needs to be adjusted. You know, you're just so, uh, good at being honest with yourself and like Mm. not trying to force it when, you know, whatever the thing is, is not on or needs an adjustment. Yeah. Well, I, I, (laughs) to be fair, it was not always that way. (laughs) I definitely have many years of trying to force it, you know, and I am so clear on how painful that was Mm -hmm. that I'm no longer willing to, to go there again, you know? So when something is starting to feel the energy of of misalignment mm-hmm. I I don't shy away from that anymore I don't try yeah. to like pivot to make it work um as I was doing before in my first company I now like look it straight in the eye and say what is it that needs to come through what is it that wants yeah. to emerge here mm-hmm. um and it's always something so beautiful and feels even better to sell than the thing I was trying to sell before and trying to force. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful to have you and, and, you know, just our group of women around me to, to remind me of that. Cause it's like, I know that right at the core. And I just, uh, yeah, I just need reminders all the time. Like yeah. you don't have to force it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and like, you know, the, the work that you and I are in and our sisterhood is in, is in, is this feminine work of burning down what is no longer resonant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And allowing the thing that wants to leave to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that whatever's next can emerge. And so, you know, we're always in that conversation. And I think our, our egos get all like, but this is, this was working before. And this is what I've tied my, my identity to. And I have an Instagram handle that's this, oh my that's God. Like this Instagram handle. So I have to move forward with it. <laughs> the Instagram handle. Instagram handle. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just went through a whole Instagram handle portal. 
Oh my gosh. This is, oh, this is so, this is so good. I, um, well, so there's a lot of different directions we could take this conversation, but I just actually like, um, I just want to know like, what is, uh, what is most alive for you? Like right now in this moment? Gosh, there's, there's lots. I'm like, (laughs) there's so much. Um, I, well, I, I'm in, in this like energy of creating, of really choosing community in my life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was very inspired. So I recently got back from a trip to Bali. This was like a one month adventure. Um, and during that experience, I got very present to how important community is. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and how it's just experienced in a very different way. It's related to in a very different way in Bali. It's very much like, there's this openness there. There's like this heart open, come on into my villa whenever you want to swing by, uh, mm. popping, popping by cafes, running into friends everywhere. It's this very like sweet, close knit community there. Mm. And to be fair, I went in it already connected to some of these women. Right. Um, so it, I just like got to really drop into that community and, and experience that. And um, yeah, it's like when we get so filled up with something that feels great like that, mm-hmm. we just want to pour out, you know, you just want to like give back in some way. And so my way of pouring out was hosting a women's circle for my women back here in Mm. um, Los Angeles, in my community. Yeah. And like infusing some of that Bali juice that I got, you know, is being like here, like I'm so nourished. I'm so full. Here is some of the gifts that I got. I'm sharing that with my community. And so, um, I, that was my very first time leading a woman's circle on my own in that way. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of myself and just, I, I think that's the thing that's most alive. And I'm also hosting something tomorrow. That's a virtual version. So that's, that's really what's coming, coming Mm. to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I saw you post about the like sisterhood circle last week, I, I was like, wait, hold on. I didn't even know that Paige was doing this. First first of all, this woman, she just like sprung up and was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to like host a sisterhood circle. I was like, oh my God, this is so incredible. And, um, you know, and I've said this to you before, um, but I want to say it here, which is just like you, um, yeah, you're impacting a whole like group of women who otherwise it's like, you're the one for them, you know? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so Mm. like, um, it's so beautiful to see you like standing up in your leadership. 
you know, because it's so easy to look around the world, right? At, and leaders and friends that we admire and be like, oh, I don't know. There's like not really space for me or my contribution doesn't matter or whatever. Like all these stories that I know I tell myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just like making the decision of like, oh yeah, I'm going to make a difference right now for my circle. Just, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much like that. It, it, it wasn't this, you know, planned three weeks in advance. And you know, I, it was like a few days before I was like, I got to pour something out here. I really want to give back. I really want to like reconnect with my women here. You know, I'd been gone for a month and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I just put the invitation out there. Someone was like, Oh, I have a friend. Can I bring her? I'm like, absolutely. And then the day of I went and got flowers and it just really came together so beautifully and so magically. And it felt very, mm very aligned. And I, you know, I see this as like what you're also doing in your community in Santa Barbara, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, um, I just, uh, as you know, like I just hosted my first, um, sisterhood circle. It was like maybe about a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, had to just sort of just be like, okay, I'm just going to like, put it out there, see who wants to come and, you know, not think too much about it, you know, and just allow like whoever wants connection, you know, to, to just be like, to just come. And, uh, yeah. And it was, it was so beautiful. Um, yeah, I just felt like, Oh, how much women get from being like nourished and being around each other. It's like, you don't even need to do anything special. It's just like put women in a room. Okay. Step one. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> Light some sage, but that's optional too. Like it really is. They just, everyone has to be in a room together. What did you get? What did you get out of your, of hosting your circle? Well, you know, the biggest thing is, uh, my sisterhood with Samantha Mm. angels, for those of you who who may not know, uh, so Samantha, she is a friend of mine in Santa Barbara and she is angel, my fiance. She is his former partner. (laughs) I love this so much. This is, this is, you're just giving a whole new context to like relating to exes. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. (laughs) It's like, you're, this is, this is a whole book that needs to be written someday. It really, it really is. You know, I, um, (laughs) I was saying to Angel recently, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like the truth is that she's like one of the women that I feel like most connected to in Santa Barbara. <laughs> and there's like wow. a part of me that wants to be totally fucked up about that. You know, I was like, what does that mean? And whatever, whatever. But it's like, oh, of course. That I, of course, I would feel connection with her because, you know, in one moment in time, like she had a deep connection with Angel, who I now have a deep connection with. 
like this is just straight up energetics y'all mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what was so like so amazing is that she really backed me in hosting that Wow. Like, you know, she showed up early to like help me finish setting up. And just the week of, she was just pinging all these women like, hey, everybody come to the sisterhood circle. Like, you really should come. You know, she was so, she just really backed me. And, you know, she's just helping me meet women like in Santa Barbara. Hmm. And it's, it's just like blowing my mind because I'm like, she doesn't have to do that, you know? Yeah. And I told the story, um, of, uh, our, our sisterhood, like at the circle, you know, cause some of the women knew, Oh my gosh. A few of the women knew, but she, Samantha was sitting right next to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, well, we're going to talk about sisterhood tonight. And, uh, I mean, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. And, um, well, let me just, let me just open that. I'll open that conversation with our, with my story with Samantha. (laughs) Oh my God, how did the women receive it? They Well, they just like loved it and fully received it. And I actually just realized it was the first time that Samantha had heard that full story, just like the full sort of like raw, like my journey, you know, in that way, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, I've shared bits and pieces of this with her, but you know, I shared about the day, like how, when I came to Santa Barbara, I sort of like needed some space, you know, and I, I didn't like just gravitate to her right away. You know, I was like, okay, I need, I need some space. Um, I need, I want to just like settle myself here, but she was always there and just ready with an open heart. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you know, she was just, she was just ready. She's just full of love. And, um, and she sent me this text one day, like, I don't know, this was a couple months ago and it was like, you know, something, I don't, I forget what was in the text, but the last thing she said was like, I love you. Oh. And I, I really sat with that for like nine hours that day, like it came in, you know, like midday and I just sat with it all day. I couldn't even respond because it was so much to fully receive that, Mm. you know, and she's not like, she's not the kind of woman that would just be like, Oh yeah, let me just like flippantly say something, Mm. you know, like I knew she really meant it. And so I, I told the story of how, like, I literally spent that day just like opening my body to receive her love, you know, and then I responded and just received it. And it felt like there was just this huge door that opened, you know, and it's like, she was always available for that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I just had to like honor my pace and honor myself and honor my heart. And then like when I could fully open, it was like, there she was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
it's just so it's so beautiful because I think, you know, oftentimes we want to make the woman who's dating our our ex, we want to make her wrong in some way, you know, we like do this comparison thing, this judging thing, like either she's prettier than me or she's not as pretty as me or, you know, whatever. And there's like, like, let's get down to what's true right here is you're both attracted to the same. You've both, you know, have had a deep intimate experience with the same man. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe there's like underneath is this just very tender desire to connect with each other. Oh my gosh, totally. And, and she just, I mean, yeah, we just see each other and she really like acknowledges my relationship with angel, mm-hmm. you know, like, like there was this day where, I don't know, we, uh, we all three ran into each other or something. And anyways, I was talking to her maybe a few days later and, uh, you know, she just said like, he, he just looks so good. Like, Mm. thank you for loving him. Wow. Wow. It's like, imagine if we could be that way about Oh, past relationships. Yeah. I just like felt, I was like, oh, she's just so, she's just like, she wants the best for him. Yeah. You know, she has like, you know, she still has a special kind of like love. It's no longer like a romantic love, but she still has love in his heart, in her heart for him. Mm. And he still has love in his heart for her. And so she just wants the best for him. So when she sees like how I, you know, pour love into him and how we like nourish each other, she's just like, oh my God, thank you. This is amazing. Was it always like that with the two of you? Like from the instant you met, was it like this connection? I or? mean, I, I think it took, it took some time, you know, um, I mean, I wanted, I like, uh, actually the first time that we met, I just asked to meet her without angel there. <laughs> mm, Cause they were, were they still living together? Yeah. When mm-hmm. you first met. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, and they had, they had, uh, they had, you know, broken up last, like spring, you know, but there, there was just some transition, you know, with the pets and all, all the things. And so, um, I, yeah, I met her or I just said like, Hey, you know, I want to like, I just, I want to meet her, but like without angel, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't actually, you know, I love him and I don't need him to like connect with her. I actually thought like, Hey, it'll just be more authentic if it's just like the two of us. You know, cause it's like, why would we have him there? Oh, to like be a buffer because we feel weird. But it's like, if you're actually just committed to the truth, you don't need like someone to like be a buffer. Right. And you don't need, right. it's like, why else would he be there? Oh, to like hold us. I love when he holds me and I don't need him. He, we, neither one of us, like we're too 
powerful women who can hold ourselves. Yeah, you're pretty autonomous. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, so that was like the very beginning, you know, of our, um, of our sisterhood, you know, mm. and, uh, and it just took some time, you know, like, and the like transition of me, like moving to Santa Barbara, you know, just like all of the logistics of that, like it was complicated, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah. And so I think just, but it's just like over time, just, I I'll, I'll speak for myself that like, I just kept, um, <clears throat> Yeah, just tr- like trusting the divinity of all of it. Mm. You know, divinity. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. We're all like meant to be here in this interaction. You know, and like, <laughs> and yeah, initially when Angel was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm friends with, with my ex. You know, even me, even a woman who like deeply believes in sisterhood and conscious relationships and, you know, pushing growth edges and all these things, even me, I was like, what the fuck? Right. Like this is bringing up some stuff up here. Oh my God. Yeah, I was like, for sure. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like I'm super open-minded, as y'all know. And even me, I was, I had some, I had some thoughts, feelings, and body sensations about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you're a human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so I would say in the past, yeah, just like couple of months, you know, as it's just like we've I've just felt really more like settled in Santa Barbara, you know, and she's sort of settled in her life. And, uh, yeah, it just has sort of felt so like natural for us to continue, um, growing in our sisterhood, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for seeing me here. Oh, I had no idea. This is, this is, uh, no story that was going to go down. We had no idea. We have no plan. Yeah. But I think that's a really important story to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How like sisterhood is everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you let yourself look for it, you know, you could have just written her off. And been oh like, God. no, 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 like we're, we're not going to interact. Like there's just too much history or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever right. reason. Yeah, totally. Well, and, it, and, it, and I was nervous, like moving to Santa Barbara because I'm like, it's a small city, yeah, you know? And, and I just like, wasn't, I wasn't sure like how, like what my relationship with her would develop into, or just like what would feel good. You know, like, I just like, it was such an area of unknown, you know? And I definitely had these thoughts from time to time of like, oh no, like what if I'm not friends with her? And then there's no way to like, you know, it's just like, it's such a small city. Like I'm going to see her everywhere. Is that going to torture me? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I totally had thoughts like that. It's embarrassing to like admit that, but that is like the truth, you know? Yeah. But and you just opened your heart. 
yeah, it just opened my heart. And then, you know, it's just like, oh, wait, like I can try, I can trust myself first and foremost to take care of myself, no matter what that's number one. I can trust my relationship with angel, right? It just has nothing to do with whatever their relationship was, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's completely different. It is a different energetic frequency. It is a different vibrational match. It's Mm -hmm. just different, you know? Totally. And um, yeah, and so it's just like, I can trust all of those things, like when I get, if, if, and when I get scared, or I'll say in general, when we get scared, it's just like, we're not trusting ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, and I trust, I'm like, whatever is true will come through, Mm. you know? And so it's actually like, I'm like, oh, their friendship is true. So for me to like, try to block that or get in the way is actually, I think like blocking the energy of divinity, you know? Um, so, and you know, the other thing that I'm, that I'm seeing here is like, when you get into relationship with somebody, it changes you. Yeah. And so like they both, each of them brought out gifts in each other that weren't present before it's like Mm -hmm. she created angel in a way you know like like who angel is right now would not be who he is without her and vice versa for her so it's like like honoring how beautiful it was that they were in relationship together because he's now the man he is because of her right Yeah, no, that is like, um, (laughs) the, I have so much gratitude because seriously, I like who they were for each other and the healing journey that they went on. Mm. Oh my God. They are both fundamentally different humans because they had each other in their lives and because mm. they were on a healing path, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like angel was a, a, um, uh, basically angel was a mailman. Like when they met, <laughs> you are kidding. Did you know that? No. Like USPS post like office. USPS post office. Wait, he drove one of those like yes. boxy cars. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. There's a whole other. Yeah. There's a whole other and and some like play. Believe that. (laughs) Yeah. He was. He literally was like a post. uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. A post. A mailman. I guess. And um. And she had a yoga studio. You know. And so like, he was like starting like through the beginning of their relationship, like he like, you know, just opened to this world of spirituality. And I think he was like opening to that in general. Right. But like, she really just, there was this whole world, you know, that, that he started to see through her. Mm. And in him, you know, the way she described it to me, she was like, he was just like, you know, 
he's just a pile of love, that man, you know, just like unconditional devotional love. (laughs) So she like saw, you know, I I have these moments where, where I'm like, I don't know, would I have like dated the post office, the mailman version of angel? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that would have fit your preferences. Uh, Right. I would have had some real (laughs) stuff come up around that. Totally. I don't know. I don't know. Right. We'll never know. It doesn't matter. Um, because she did, she saw something in him, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and he just, yeah, really like supported her through so many transitions as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, I am, I will always be grateful for her and how much love she put and healing she poured into him. You know, and he, you know, he is too. I think she'll just always, she will always be in our life, Mm. you know? And it's like, I act, I want that, you know? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm just like, wow. I'm, I'm taking this like a few steps out, but I, I'm just feeling like the man that I, like my partner. Yeah who's coming into my life is like with the woman who's changing him right now. Maybe, maybe. you know, like if if like thinking about that Mm -hmm. and like the gratitude for that woman or the woman who he's been with before. Right. It's like, can we thank the people that our partners were with before? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such (gasps) a, yeah. It's like, it's such a game changer. Right. And obviously, you know, this may not apply for like toxic relationships and, you know, right. This, we're not, we're not like saying this as a blanket statement, but it's like, if you can actually just acknowledge this piece. Yeah. It's, it just changes everything. And, you know, I'm always grateful for a rock bottom. Like I'm always like that needed to happen exactly that way. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Angel had his, I, you know, I don't know if he would call it his rock. It was kind of a rock bottom moment, like going, you know, on a trip to uh, Panama with Samantha, you know, where he like almost drowned in the ocean. What? Yeah. Yeah. And like, he just in that moment, he just said to God, like, if you let me live, like I will follow whatever path I'm meant to, whatever path you want me to follow. Like he just surrendered. Damn. I did not know this. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, it's just like everything. It's like he went to massage therapy school and that opened up a whole like journey. And he, you know, started his Tantra path and just all of these things. Hmm. (laughs) But it's like he experienced that in connection with her. Hmm. You know? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a hot conversation. Oh my God. Oh Thank my you so God. much for, uh, for receiving me here. Like I said, I did not realize this was going to be the thing. 
I want, I now want to get like, I want to get a thank you note from all of my partner's girlfriends and wives, Oh, <laughs> my ex-partners, like all of them. Oh my gosh. I just want you- all those women to write me. Thank you, Paige, for driving that man crazy. So that. Thank you, Paige. <laughs> I know. I'm like. <laughs> Although I'm like, oh, the Kaylin of my 20s, I want to be kind to myself, but I'm like, did I leave those men better? Oh, I definitely <laughs> didn't. I know for a fact. Because, like, you know, we didn't have the consciousness then. I know. You know? I, I know, man. I mean, I'm sure, I, you know, I think I think we had a positive impact in ways that we will like maybe never know. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, I know that I I really ran out some some of my patterns there. Sure. You know? So yeah, as one does, as one does. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, speaking of uh, love and relationships, and you know, all intimacy, all the things. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your recovery journey? Yeah, I would. I would love to. Mm. Um, what do you want? Well, can I say? Can I say, I say <laughs> well, I want to say something to just like set the context here. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know about like my listeners, but I'll say for me that um, my my context and judgments around recovery work. Um, well, my, my view of recovery work until I really came into the transformation world, my view of recovery work was so limited. So it was like my, my perception of it was like, and when I say recovery work, I just mean 12 step programs in general. Mm -hmm. So like alcoholics, anonymous codependents, uh, Al-Anon, you know, there's all, there's all sorts of these 12 step programs and they're amazing. And, I just really had this sense idea, a made up story that like, oh, only people like really fucked up people go to these programs. And that is just like, oh, I would never like (laughs) I would never need to set foot in a meeting like that. And, you know, I just had all of this, all these judgments about these programs. And um, turns out, y'all, these programs are incredible. (laughs) I'm like every, it's like the, um, what do I want to say? Well, you, you can say more about this. Let me, hold on. Let me just like pause. I feel like there's like one more thing I just want to say about this. Um, yeah. These step programs are such a like beautiful support structure. If you fully choose to lean into it. Mm-hmm. And so Paige has been like working a program, which she'll tell us about. Um, and it is such a, I just really see you going on such a journey of like surrender with yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to add in terms of like context, but I just want to like, I just want to say that for anyone who like, doesn't really have a conversation in their life about recovery programs. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because you know, I'm, I'm so in it now and I have a lot right. of community who also do that, the, the, um, recovery work. So it feels like a very 
just normal topic of conversation. But I realized that before I ventured into 12 step programs, um, I had very similar judgments and I was like, you know, well, I can, I can, I can have a drink, you know, and be fine and not go off the deep end or not end up in an alleyway somewhere. And so I was like, you know, it was like those kinds of judgments, like those people over there need this. And I'm, I'm different. (laughs) I was like, I'm different than them. I don't, I don't have an issue. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm fine. I can control myself. Yeah. I can totally. I I remember reading the list of like, uh, like, you know, you're, you have some codependency if, you know, and it's like, how, whatever, a hundred things on a list. Characteristics. Oh my God. I just remember just like, yeah, that moment of like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We all, so yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so Essentially, I had, um, you know, I've never really been in a super healthy relationship Mm. and I've been in lots of relationships. Like I've been through sort of all the flavors I have I have gone on vacation and fallen in love and then started doing long distance. I've, mm, yeah. um, I've bounced from one relationship to another. I've been single for periods of my life, but mm-hmm. always had some kind of love interest here and there. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, you know, I never really thought that was a problem. It was, it was like, I was, you know, having, I was having experiences with men. I was falling in love. I was, um, dating. It was, I, nothing was a problem. (laughs) It was, it was fine. My life was great. And, um, and then there were, there were just a few moments like during COVID where I, um, I just had like a a very crushing breakup during COVID and, quite quickly found this other man who ghosted me a few times. And I kept coming back to him and I was like always checking my phone. Like I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. Cause I would check my phone to see if this man had texted me. Mm. And it was this, like, it, it, it was this drug, like this absolute driving me crazy. I w- avoided everything else in my life for this mm. drug. And that was where I like, I was like, something is not right. And I had that, that wasn't the pattern in all of my relationships, you know, like that I was like so addicted to this person, but it had come up a few times in my past. And so it really was like under a microscope now also, because at this point in my life, I no longer drink. So it was, I didn't, I didn't have this tool to go out and like, avoid what was going on or go out and get like attention from another man and flirt with somebody. Like I, that was not in my, in my toolbox anymore. So I just like was very present to how toxic and, and just like awful this situation felt with this man. Yeah. And, um, and then I got a really powerful reflection from one of our friends, uh, when we were in Mexico earlier this year for, for a birthday, for a friend's birthday. And I just, it, she, she just reflected to me, like, 
you're an addict, you know, and, and like literally just and so like, clear. Yeah. That takes like a level of, uh, intimacy, intimacy, right? to like, mastery. <laughs> yeah. To say that like, this yeah. is, uh, that was a, it's a very advanced, uh, thing to say. And it takes like, well, and I don't know how you feel about this, but ultimately you have to actually, like, I believe like no one can tell you, you are this, you actually have to, uh, say, oh, this is what I see for myself. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And it's, so I, what, like our friend said this to you from a place of love and like, Hey, you know, I want to offer this, which was very vulnerable. And in that spot, I was asking for reflection. Right. Exactly. So I was that's open to receiving important. what yeah. she shared. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the other important thing. I just like want to say, <laughs> I don't, Please don't go calling everybody go, in your like, life and calling your friend an addict. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not how we do it. That is not that is not going to be received at all. Right, right, right. Okay, sorry, I wanted to just add that it keep. No, going. it's fine. Um, no, that's a very good point. So I, uh, yeah, it just that was that reflection really hit me all the way through my body. It went all the way through me, um, and it took me down. It took me to this like crushing bottom. Mm -hmm. And this realization like, oh, right. And I had been to some codependence anonymous meetings before, right? Mm -hmm. but it was never, and I, and I really felt like res it resonated with me. So I, I was pretty consistent at going to these meetings, but I never fully committed to the program. I didn't have a sponsor. Um, I didn't work the steps. Yeah. And so this time around, after she gave me that reflection, it just landed in a way that I was like, I, if I keep doing life the way I'm doing it, I will die. Mm. Like, it just felt like I, you know, and yeah. die, die could be, could be like yeah. a metaphorical thing, right? Like I'm just going to yeah. be like living a very unfulfilling existence. Yeah. Um, so I started going to meetings when I got back from that trip and yeah. I was going to AA meetings. I was going to sex and love anonymous, sex and love addicts anonymous. I was going to CODA, um, just like feeling out, like meeting shopping, feeling out what felt most right for me. Yeah. And based on my history, as I've been telling you, you can probably guess that I really landed in sex and love addicts anonymous. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I was like, oh shit, like this is me. And I had no idea before absolutely no idea. It totally shattered my world. And it was, it took something for me to like, even admit that program was my program. Like CODA felt yeah. so much easier. It's like, oh yeah, we're all codependent. I can be codependent. I'm like, I could go to CODA all day and I could talk about Ooh. it all day, but there was something mm. ickier about mm. saying I am a sex and love addict. Like something right. about that just was like, oh God, that's like my ego absolutely hated that. Oh my and that was when I knew that was my program. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything in particular that you can just remember like 
you you admitting to yourself that your ego was like no oh my gosh I mean something that really that really struck me was because I did have all these judgments you know and I was like well it's not like I watch porn all the time and can't control myself Mm -hmm. with you know with masturbation or you know anything like that um or like I'm not you know I'm not like sleeping with men all the time I wasn't like I wasn't really at all sleeping with men right um and yeah there I was like so so you know I had all these judgments and then Mm -hmm. um a story that somebody shared in one of the meetings when he said um when he was like well I've you know I've had periods of of being single I wasn't, I wasn't like going from toxic relationship to toxic relationship, but I was always having like someone in my back pocket. There was always someone that I could like lily pad to. Oh, and that was when I was like, oh, ouch. Like those some ones, you know, that I, that I was like, well, we're their friends. They're, we're we're just like, we just kind of like hook up every once in a while. We're casual. Mm. We're, you know, um, we just text, like there were some men in my, in my field that we would just have like flirty text conversations. And that was literally the extent of our relationship. We would never even meet up. Oh, wow. And I was like, all of this has to go. All of this has to change. And so when I started working with a sponsor, the, the thing that she had me do for the first 30 days of my program was no contact with men. And that was the part that like crushed my ego. I had a little bit of a slip in there and had to start that count over where I like gave a man my number and who was in a relationship. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Just a little slip. But, you yeah. know, uh, the 30 days, no contact with men when you re- when you like realize that that men are your drug. When I realized Mm -hmm. that men are my drug and I took that out of my world, I had no idea who I was anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I got off social media. I was like, I don't want to be doing my business. I don't want to be connecting with friends right now. Like I kind of went into this like down isolation Mm -hmm. period. Um, where it felt very unsafe to be out in the world Mm. because my entire identity, everything I knew about myself was built off of getting about some kind of validation from Mm. a man, but also from women, you know, also from people telling me like, you're so beautiful Paige. You're so amazing. You're so funny. And, um, and taking that off the table, I was like, whoa, I not getting this validation. How do I know that I'm beautiful? How do I know that I'm funny if no one's telling me that I am? Mm-hmm. And that was like devastating. So I, I cried for maybe, you know, 30 days straight, just every day, cried about it broke down, burned it all down, just had to go, you know, had to go really far down there and be in that. 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, a lot of my recovery journey has been, um, that's like, that was like the beginning and now it feels like I'm kind of emerging and, you know, starting to recreate me from a place of, of sovereignty and a place of like, I, I base my worth on what I know I am worth. Mm. Um, yeah. Wow. It is so brave to like be with yourself in that way. (sighs) And I'm curious, like, um, you know, when you sort of took all of that external stuff away and then you were truly just with yourself, um, what did you learn about like holding yourself and just about like your relationship with yourself? Mm. Well, at the beginning, I did not trust myself to hold myself. Mm. I didn't know how. And so what I had to do was turn it over to a higher power. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this program. And I went through periods in my life where I did not believe in God. So it took me, mm-hmm. you know, it, it took something for me to be in this, this place where I am right now and say, if I can't hold myself, I know that God will. Mm. If I can't be with myself here, I trust my higher power to hold me and guide me through this. And I don't say that out of like avoiding response, avoiding responsibility for my life, because, you know, so often we can be like, well, we're just going to trust. We're like, right. Like I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be responsible here. I'm just going to turn it over. And it's more of like, I just, I don't know how. I don't have the tools. I don't understand in this moment how I'm going to get through this. Mm. So I'm going to turn it over. And what I, I, what I really learned about myself is that I can trust. Mm -hmm. I like, I really went deep into trust and surrender that I would make it through this. And not only that, that there are miracles on the other side of this. It's not just like getting through to the other side. It's like opening to see what's available on the other side. Mm -hmm. Cause there's so much Mm -hmm. like the, my trip to Bali was just like absolutely a miracle in so many ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You know, And then I, I think the last thing is like, what I'm, what I'm really seeing now is, is this abandonment piece and where a lot of my, um, my clinging to relationships and my fear in relationships came from a fear of abandonment. And I can now trust that I will not abandon myself. Cause that's really what I was afraid that's, of. That's you really know? it. That's yeah. really it. The, well, and um, just so people 
you know, I think that we all have moments of abandoning ourselves Mm -hmm. and we don't always recognize it as such. So I'm curious, like just um, maybe you could give just a few ways you were abandoning yourself so that people can sort of feel. Yeah, absolutely. Well, just in the example with um, with that guy where we were like, you know, where I was like waiting by the phone for him to text me, abandoning myself looked like not getting the sleep I needed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and waiting by the phone for him to text. And like keeping my phone by my bed, you know, whereas like, like taking care of myself and being with myself looks like like turning my phone off and putting it in my bathroom overnight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Um, It was like, like um, if I would get invited to, to a sisterhood thing that I knew was like really going to be very nourishing. It would be me saying no to that just in case he wants to go out with me that night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. So it's like all these places where we prioritize that person, that thing, it could be alcohol. It could be, um, eating, it could be debt, you know, it could be money, like whatever our like thing is prioritizing that over the thing that we need the most mm-hmm. for ourselves. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I just so, wow. I just so acknowledge your journey. It's like, I'm so glad people are hearing this, Mm. you know, because, um, yeah, this self-abandonment thing, it is, it's deep. It's like, you know, I just did that in so many tiny, tiny little ways for my entire twenties probably, but I had no, A, I didn't even know it was happening or why it's important that I not abandon myself. And I didn't have the language for it or any context for Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is another thing is like, um, I just thought of this too, when I, like I'm not, I'm not a drinker. I say I'm a desire based drinker. So if I feel the desire, I'll, I'll have a cocktail or something. And, um, when I went out with that guy, we went out on one date, I had a drink. Wait, which guy? The, 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 the insane, the insane one, the doctor. Oh, the doctor. okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I, no, 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 it's fine. But like the, the one that, that, yeah, mm-hmm. that caused yeah. all of the, like the right. rupture, the one that yeah. led to the rupture. Um, uh-huh. but oh yeah, I God. had a drink on that date and like, I really didn't want one, but I totally abandoned, you know, it was like, whatever, we're just gonna go deep yeah, into go. our patterns here. And, oh man, <laughs> I forgot about that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The drinking. Yeah. You're a desire. You're still, you're a desire-based drinker still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) this is a very, this is a very, uh, funny thing when people ask me like, Oh, like, are you sober? You know, I sort of like, don't know what to say. Right. Because mostly 
you know, I am like, if you just looked at my behaviors, you'd be like, Oh yeah, she's sober. Like she never drinks, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, Oh yeah, I do. I, I do. There are moments where I'm like, Oh, I, I totally am willing to give it to myself if I really feel desire. Yeah. You know, which is such a different thing than, you know, I know what you and I used to do in New York. (laughs) Oh gosh. Two drink minimum, no problem. I'm there, like no. happy hours and oh, all of it. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. totally. But I, um, I think we'll probably wrap up here soon. But I, yeah, just on the topic of alcohol. I mean, I had, I think I told you this. Like, I had, I had, I had a half of a cocktail at New Year's Eve, which Angel and I shared. <laughs> <laughs> And so I haven't had a drink since then. And then just this past Friday, I, um, I went to that fun, um, hotel that I was telling you about Yeah, and they have this amazing like bar with a pianist and a singer who comes in. It was just like, Oh, just the most amazing ambiance. And I was like, I really sat with myself. I was like, okay, do I want to, do I actually have desire for a drink? You know? And then I looked at the cocktail menu and I was like, Oh yeah. Like this is the kind of situation where if I'm going to have a drink, I would have a drink here. Totally. Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, and so I did, and it was so beautiful and we had such a beautiful night and, um, and I gotta be honest, I'm a little like, uh, that was just, um, it was kind of a lot for my body. If we're just being real, cause mm. it's like, I never drink, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't. So I'm sure I will like, you know, at some point in the future, I will choose to have another drink and, you know, but it, I just really like noticed, you know, that I, it just like impacted my sleep and, you know, all, and all of these things. And so I sort of feel, yeah, it's like, I, I don't think I'm like committed to like, I'm just going to be sober to be sober, you know? Right. But it is, uh, yeah, it's just something I've been sitting with. I'm like, Oh, that's so okay. I see my body. Like, you know, it was okay. And, uh, and I felt, yeah, there was, there was something that felt a little off energetically the next day, you know? Yeah, I, I totally hear you. I had a, I went out um, to this like really amazing dinner one night and in Bali and I had a glass of champagne. Yeah. Um, That was my only drink the entire time I was in Bali. I had a glass of champagne and yeah, I like slept weird that night. I woke up the next day, like just (laughs) foggy in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, that's because we are so in touch with our bodies, like we can really yeah. notice that and the impact that it has. And also because we don't drink that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. really, it's really funny. And I just feel a little like, I don't know. I think I feel a little silly, like talking about this for some reason, like, <laughs> like, Oh, I don't really drink, but then I had a drink and Oh, it was intense. You know, I'm just, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what it, <laughs> I feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to just be like with you in this. Um, cause yeah, there's some, some weird thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like talking about it in this way. <laughs> Like, I think I just have a fear that people are going to be like, oh my God, this is such bullshit. Like either drink or don't drink, but stop. Like really? Oh, that's so interesting. I think I have like a, yeah, some, some sort of thing about it. So Mm. anyways, (laughs) I think it's good that we're just, uh, or that I'm like voicing that. Yeah. Yeah. Air it out. 
I know. I love, I love this like desire based drinking spot. It's very, yeah. it's yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, I do love a good little mezcal here and there. Yes. Woman. I love a good mezcal. I'd love a good, like fancy tequila on the rocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly my body is happy to not have alcohol most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alas. Okay. Well, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're peaking over yeah. here. Is there anything else that you want to make sure that people know or hear or receive from our little sisterhood slumber party here? <laughs> um. I mean, I just think if you heard anything around 12 steps that like mm. piques your interest, um, there's meetings all the time. They're free. Like it's literal transformation for no money. Like it really is like... so accessible. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just so many different kinds of, of meetings. So yeah, check one out. Everybody's so welcoming. Um, and, and open and it, it, some meetings are, some meetings are open. So you don't have to identify as an alcoholic to go to an, an open AA meeting. Right. Um, but yeah, they're all, it's just so amazing. And the fellowships in there are, are next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much Paige for just, yeah. uh, letting us in on your journey. And I just, uh, this was so nourishing for me to just mm. like get to see all these little spots with you. I know. Same. I had so much fun. Yeah. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> all right. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.